Welcome once again, everyone. It's another edition of ClabesOnline.com, and I'm looking forward to today's visit because he's been a great friend over the years, and if it wasn't for him and his family, maybe golf would be just a rare item for me to pass by, but we've been buddies for a long time. Uh, when it comes to golf, not only in St. Louis but around the country, there's nobody better than talking golf than there is Jay Randolph Jr., and it's great to have a visit with him today. Good to visit with you, buddy. Mike, how are you? It was great to see you at Normandy the other day. You look fabulous, fit as a fiddle, and uh, we're going to play some golf later this summer. We are. Maybe we can even call uh, number 23, Michael Jordan, see if we can play with him again. It, it was kind of <laughs> cool to have Ben Fredrickson with, the, with what's going on with ESPN. And by the way, I'm letting them all play. I, I'm not going to – I've seen people buying in and tweeting about every episode and I'm going to let them all, and then I'm going to take one day someday, and I'm going to take it all in. But it was cool to see Ben Fredrickson kind of write about some of the experiences that some of us in the area had had with Michael. And, uh, I mean, he, I, I try and describe it to people like Augusta in a way. I could tell you all about it and, and, and you know, tell you different things and little bits and pieces. But until you're there at Augusta or until you get the opportunity as you've had to be around the guy, you just don't kind of – you get you get a sense, but you don't really understand. No, you're right. And, and I, I won't forget the day because we had played that morning. And I won't mention the chorus, but he was playing the front nine and we all kind of met up at the turn. And he got out of the car and he said, hey, Mike, you know anybody else out here who can play golf? And I said, what do you mean? He said, well, this guy doesn't have any money left. And it was the club pro. <laughs> he got in the club pro's pocket pretty quick. And I said, I know one guy that I think you would enjoy playing with. And I gave you a call. I said, what you got going today? Nothing. I said, well, you're playing this afternoon. And uh, it was a treat to hear how he had so much fun with you. And then for you also to say, say the same thing, I got a kick out of it. And for Ben Fred to write the story uh, the way it was, I, I got an even bigger kick out of it. Well, the, the weird thing about it, in a way, was, and, and you know this because of your relationships, you know, sometimes people are just sheerly in awe of somebody of that stature. And, you know, he starts throwing jabs on the first or second hole, and, and I figure, what the heck, you know? Turn it loose, he just, yeah. <laughs> he, he, his pants are a lot more expensive than I am, but he probably goes about them the same way. <laughs> and, and, and uh, you know, I'll throw a little smack his way. And I think when he did, I mean, when I did, he was like, all right, then. Well, this is okay. Yeah, we'll be all right. We'll be fine. Yeah. It was a great experience, and I'm happy you had a chance to share it with everybody. All right, let's talk some golf, man. You know, golf is back, and uh, obviously we've had a whole lot of changes and a lot of things in the world that have changed since uh, people put the clubs down from last year. Uh, a lot of things have taken place. So with the changes forthcoming, some well, – Go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. No, you, you you tell me what's well, on your Well, what mind. I was going to do, I was just going to outline a little bit of the changes before we talk about the tour um, locally as it relates to playing because it's been fascinating for me, Mike, to, you know, have gone to Gateway National and, and be the quote-unquote golf ambassador there and not have any play while Missouri had golf and then Governor Pritzker make the – eases off a little bit on the pedal as it relates to golf, but he, he limits it to just twosomes and walking. So I had the opportunity to go help out as Normandy Golf Club, 
reopened under the uh, lease agreement that the Metropolitan Amateur Golf Association and Beyond Housing, a not-for-profit organization in North County, uh, were able to get that lease through October 31st. And since there wasn't much going on at Gateway, I I, I came over to, to Normandy the past five days. And, it, you know, it's been so weird to be around people because I there weren't people at Gateway, and I was pretty much staying at home. So it almost reminded me how... Uh, that I do like people. <laughs> <laughs> if there was ever any doubt, this certainly kind of signified that you do still care. Yeah, I mean, I, it just because I, I mean, I don't want to say I'd hit rock bottom, but you know, when when nobody's interacting with you, and all of a sudden you're thrust in a situation where you've got over a hundred plus to almost two hundred golfers. And they're excited because the property's reopened, and they're hell they're excited to be out of the house. So you know it's unique, and I hope we're doing it right. I, I hope there's not you know an increase as things start to the 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 news starts to lessen lessen. But you know I, I've I've been, I've enjoyed being at Normandy and seeing it back uh, get it uh, get going. Well, that's great to hear, and I know uh, when we were over there the other day to see the line and the crowd and it was like homecoming man i mean a lot of people just had to get out of the house i i think i appreciated more than anything else most abided by the social distancing rules even if they were warming up on the putting greens and things of that nature you didn't have guys climbing all over each other like they were at recess or something no we've been very fortunate that i think people understand and they understand that if you don't a it could be a problem or b They'll shut you down. I mean, we're seeing that around the country, not like it's happening all over the place, but but as things go on, that, that may be a factor. So, you know, we're doing stuff with the carts immediately when they come off. Um, we're asking people if they want to prepay. Um, you know, we're, we're doing everything with the flags. and uh, Our range isn't open. So, you know, I think everybody's trying to do their best with with a tough situation that I, I'm still not sure we got a full handle on. Well, I think that's something we every day. I think we've been able to realize that, you know, as much as we want to do things, I just think there's so much information we still are acquiring. It seems like by the hour that we we still don't have it figured out, and hopefully we will here in the very near future. Hey, all right. I want to ask you a few things with regard to the, the changes that you're seeing that have already been implemented. Uh, some are here for safety's sake and, and some I would imagine we'll have to step back and say to ourselves, you know, this isn't a bad idea. So which, which ones will we have to start just getting used to? Because that's the way it's going to be as far as golf is concerned. And also, which ones will be better for the game and which ones will you uh, will you be glad not to see more of? Well, I, I I find it hard to believe that we won't get back to a time where there are rakes and bunkers, um, and that we're worried about the flag stick. If if we're still doing that a couple of years from now, um, you know, I do think there'll be things such as online payment for a couple of reasons. Um, you know, you don't get stiffed with a, a tariff if somebody doesn't show up because you've, you've sold a tea time, but you haven't sold it. It's just booked. 
Um, and, and, you know, I think that's, that's a good thing. It, in this situation right now, Mike, it limits the contact with the customer. I still think you got to have that connection with a customer. I mean, that person would come in and, and, you know, check in and look at the pro shop and maybe get some cocktails or whatever. So I think, uh, you know, and, and it's going to be interesting to see what the PGA tour does when it gets going. I mean, you know, the USGA and how they run their events, a lot of that, the governing bodies, I think, and the, and the PGA of America will dictate some of that along with, I guess, the golf course superintendents. Well, let me run this by you because, you know, as we're trying to be safety conscious and it doesn't apply to the public courses, but the private courses, this could spell the end of the caddy. Unless we have a, a different approach in making sure the transition of equipment is done in a sanitized manner. Well, and, and I had a gentleman reach out to me today um, talking about his 14-year-old son getting ready to be a freshman at, at SLU, and he wanted to see where he could caddy. And, you know, it made me think, just like you, what's happened with that situation? Or, Mike, could it be a case where... And, and I've seen this clearly at Gateway because it is walking only and somewhat at Normandy where somebody says they'd rather walk. And I think to a certain extent they might rather take a caddy than a cart. So I, I don't know. There, there's so many questions uh, that surround just about every industry you look at. I mean, you, you wonder how quickly they'll be answered. Um, and you wonder about the stability of some of the businesses involved in some of those industries. It's it's still a developing thing, as you well know, my man. Well, you know, the the other thing with the walking, and we and I saw a lot of it over the weekend, the one thing that golf was trying to do was enhance pace of play. Uh, and I know we see it in baseball and we're seeing it in other sports, but golf, you know, there's nothing worse than playing a five-and-a-half-hour round. And with yeah. walking, you have to wonder how much is that going to impact things as far as slowing down the pace even more. Because, you know, there are people who walk the course, Jay, but there are people who don't understand how to walk the course as far as having clubs in your hand and making sure you have the right distance down without having to go back and do this and do that. So do you see that being a, a concern as far as pace, which means there won't be as many people to be able to get on the course and you don't want to stack the tee times too close to each other? No, you definitely don't. And in Illinois, they're they're mandating that you keep those tee times fifteen minutes apart. Um, I I think it may depend depend on the venue. I think you've got a quality of player at a place like Gateway, and I don't need to demean anybody, but I think and you've also got a higher tariff, so you're making the decision to spend you know a little more money to walk a place rather than. Uh, the potential of riding at a place like Normandy um, or an, or a Missouri golf course right now. Um, but I also will tell you that, you know, it, it also baffles me when I look out at, at the ninth hole and see four carts and four guys. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 and, and what it does to us, because by 11 o'clock, we're at the point, even with asking people to walk and giving a little bit of a discount, that, uh, you know, we're out of carts and we got to wait for the cart to come off 18. We got to sanitize it and then get it ready for the customer. So 
Um, you know, a lot of times, you know, depending on who it is and where you're playing, the walker uh, can be every bit as quick as a cart. Yeah, that's a good point, especially if he knows what kind of golfer he is and, and just as soon as he hits it, just start going to his right, going into the woods. At least he'll know where yeah. it landed, <laughs> if nothing else. So what do you see, though, as something that – you look at it and say, this isn't going to work forever. Uh, we we got to find another alternative here because, again, th- this is a game of golf that was already having some cross-world issues with regard to its pace and creating enough interest. So what do you think we're going to see less of? And what do you, what would you like to see implemented to even create more interest? Well, I, I think we're in a unique situation. And when I say we, golf, because – it's 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 an easier i think it's it's a more a friendly situation being outdoors and being active doing something than going to a movie theater in that setting or you know going to a concert or even for many people a restaurant so i i think the fact that as we come back and more people get out i think golf has a really good curve through the end of the fall. Um, I've, it's my belief that there should be more promotion of nine-hole tee times. We've seen a ton of it in during this situation where if you look at our tee sheet, Mike, at Normandy the last five days, we're getting tee times late into the afternoon. Now, it stinks for the guy that's got to stay around there and close the joint up. But there are people that are saying, you know what, I'd love to get out and play nine. It might not be as busy as it is at, at 9 o'clock in the morning. I'm going to play at 530. Um, so, you know, I, I, I've always believed since I've gotten into golf business, as you said earlier, when you know it's going to be a five-hour, five hour, five-and-a-half-hour round, or you get invited to one of those scrambles, and you know by the 11th hole you're knocking your head against the, the steering wheel, I mean, <laughs> get me out of here that I think, you know, nine holes needs to become more acceptable or more of an option for people to say, yeah, I'll do it. That's Jay Randolph Jr., folks. We got more. Well, don't go anywhere because I got a few other questions for Jay Randolph. And when you want when you want to know a little bit more about golf, you're at the right place today. ClavesOnline.com is where we're at, and we'll be back after you hear these important messages. Munganass St. Louis Acura would like to extend a huge thank you to our healthcare workers and first responders by offering them several service specials, including a free interior detail cleaning. You can call them today to make your appointment and let them help you while you are helping our community. Find them online at stlouisacura.com or give them a call 314-822-2872 for Munganass St. Louis Acura. We love talking to the president and chairman of Ameren, Illinois. He is Richard Mark. Emergency Operations Center acts as kind of a central command center, and everything is dictated from there. They tell the crews that are out in the field where to go, where the main breakers are to go to to de-energize the line, and then they verify that that line is closed, and they're able to tell five, six, seven hundred people that are working out in the field exactly where to go to make the proper repairs to get our system back on in a storm situation. Jay Randolph is our guest, and let's move on and talk a little bit about trends and equipment. Now, this is a game 
golf there where trends are very much in vogue and, and it just depends on who's hot on the tour and everybody wants to emulate that person. And of course, equipment. And then there comes fashion. And I always remind people, if there's one thing you cannot do when it comes to golf is buy a game. So give me some ideas on trends that we're going to see once we see the guys on the tour and what's some of the hot equipment that you're hearing about. Well, you know, to me, uh, equipment has become so so many different markets. I mean, you've got the the six handicap and higher to the pros, um, and then you've got that middle level player. You know, maybe eight to eighteen, and then you've got the true improvement player that's you know nineteen and higher that that needs a a different set of clubs than each of those players. Um, you know, I think the thing that we're seeing has been lighter uh, is one of the things. There hasn't been much change in terms of composites. The one thing that kills me, Mike, um, and, and I, I don't exactly know why it happened. I don't know whether it was a Vogue type of thing or what, uh, or an ego type of deal. But I look at eight and nine irons now, and even wedges. And the loft is like two or three or four degrees less than it used to be. So when I see these guys hitting wedge 155 or 160, when I was really playing and got after it, I'd hit wedge 130. Um, but, but, you know, they're hitting like a, a nine iron, not a wedge. Yeah. So, you know, and I'm starting to see it with, better players too but you know the driving irons or the the hybrid type clubs for the for the that middle handicap group and then the the hybrids that these guys use at the the top tier level because they could do so much and get that ball so high you know, we, we hear so much about the tour, and obviously we haven't had much of it, but we have heard about the specialized events where Tiger and Phil are talking about one, Ricky Fowler and a few guys are talking about one. You know, it, it, they, they're looking for the made-for-TV events that don't require yeah. a crowd, and you can do the social distancing, and along the way you can garner some ratings TV-wise and raise a little money for charity, and I'm sure there's a few side bets that go along with it. Well, and, and DraftKings will be very thankful to uh, to the event, too, so they've got something that they can put out there. But, you know, people are jonesing. I could see it in people's faces when they were coming up, maybe for the first round of the year at Normandy. Um, you know, it's people want to see stuff. They want to see live golf, this type of thing. I mean, a ton of people watch the virtual Kentucky Derby. I mean, you know, come on. Um, so I, I think it'll work. And they just announced that uh, McElroy and Dustin Johnson are going to play Ricky Fowler and Matthew Wolf, two Oklahoma State kids, uh, at Seminole. And it, you know, because you've been there, um, this is an opportunity, Mike, for people to see a golf course that in many aspects has never been seen. Yeah. It's, it's very similar to Pine Valley in that regard. Um, now people that have played it and seen it, love it and rave about it. But, you know, I would have watched if, uh, you know, uh, 
Danny Mac was playing Jimmy the Cat Hayes because I wanted to see the popcorn. <laughs> to somebody, <laughs> exactly. And you know, that, here's the thing about that: we hear about all these great courses that that you played a few of them. I have two that they'll never see on TV. They'll never yep. play. And oh, by the way, just because you see it on TV doesn't mean they're looking for members. I mean, these places are well oiled. So, and I think it's a fun element that maybe we'll see more of when this pandemic is over. Well, I, I don't think there's any doubt. When the Tiger Phil thing got announced, I put on Twitter, no venue announced yet. Where would you like to see it played? And the most responses I got were for Seminole, the other one being Pine Valley. And those are two places that have huge mystique. Um, and people in the inner people in the inner circle and, and, and that are golf geeks and that that you know have been fortunate enough to play there and know what it's all about, but the general public's going to get to see it for the first time. Yeah, see, I thought the medalist in the Floridian might be in that discussion too. I I did too, and I thought maybe you know potentially, you know, if you wanted to take it to an, another level, and if, if he wanted to do it, um, you know, as we talked about earlier the best trash talker in the world, you could have played his place and he just walks around and messes with them. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what, though? Here's a question for you. With that said, and we've seen these these new foursomes, when do you think it'll be MJ and Steph Curry and and some guys along that line? You throw in a John Smoltz, you know, and and maybe another active athlete. Uh, there's, There's something that people would certainly belly up to. I mean, you and I remember that the, the Tahoe thing was really, really big for a while. And we both remember when they tried to get the PAGL and they had it out at the Legends. And that's when I got to meet Rick Barry, who really likes Rick Barry. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't think he does, ask Rick Barry. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but, you know, I, at this point right now, I mean, can you imagine how many people would watch a round of golf if Tiger and Jordan played at Jordan's place? I mean, you know, I, I don't know that it's needed, um, but in, in this situation right now, I asked you the other day, when, when are we going to see uh, the fungos and when are we going to see ground balls? Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I think people just will watch anything right now or or just want something new, something fresh. And also, it's hope. Hey, these guys are out there. Uh, maybe it won't be long I'm out there. Maybe I should play this weekend. I just think, Jay, it's it's a made-for-TV event. And if you're a sponsor, you you got to be all over this because you, the eyeballs that you want are going to be watching this. I mean, we're not talking about somebody who is casual. And even though it would be maybe a casual golfer or just well, a sports fan, they're yeah, going to turn this thing on, thing. man. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, you know, you got Brady and, and Manning and, and, you know, Tiger and Phil. So you got the golf locked in. And you're going to get the casual fan or that sports guy or gal that, you know, has been, is getting tired of watching game four from the 84 uh, NBA Finals. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> I, I think it's it, it's something they've got to take a longer look at. I think they can raise the money to pay everybody and also make a little extra money off of it as well. So it, it's something... I think we're going to see. Now, let's move to the PGA because they're going to have an event in June. 
Uh, No fans is what they're saying, or will we be at a point where social distancing will be part of the PGA when they do have a gallery? Mike, they've already announced that the first four events will be spectator-free. I I think they're being extremely cautious, as as they probably should be. Um, And and the the first four events, I, I view as kind of a window, a test window. You know, how many guys are going to say, yeah, I'm teeing it up first week in Fort Worth. I'll be there. I can't wait. Will there be some guys that say, hey, I'll let the boys get together, see how it goes. I'll be there the second week. Um, So there'll be no spectators. And, I mean, it's going to be extremely limited in terms of the the number of people that will be involved. There'll be a score and rules officials and probably some camera situation people and uh, it's going to be a skeletal crew, and you know. I, I, but and here's the deal: these players really don't care because once they get inside the ropes, they're all about yeah. focus. And and Bo, oh, by the way, they got to eat too, so they they've got to want to get back out on the tour. And, and they've had the luxury, Jay, compared to some of the other sports, they can still find a driving range or a course to play and, and keep sure. their game sharp. So I don't think we'll see guys working off the rust compared to some other sports that are going to try and make a comeback. Excellent point. I, I think it'll be, what's going to be interesting is you'll be able to tell the guys that in a sense, I'm going to use the term, shut it down, and the other guys that got after it. Um, I think that's going to be something that you're going to kind of get a sense of. I think it'll all be washed out by uh, the, the fall, but that's going to be curious to see. Um, how they're going to go about selecting the Ryder Cup. Based on the way the schedule is now, the United States Open, which will be played in New York at Wingfoot, uh, the following week is the Ryder Cup at Whistling Straits in Wisconsin. Now, you know, are you going to make some picks available for the Monday after the U.S. Open? I've also heard, and Padraig Harrington uh, the captain for the European team, Mike, he thinks the captain should select all 12. Hmm. So, <laughs> you know, well, I don't know how it's going to go because a lot of guys have already accumulated points. Now, granted, the higher point events and the points are weighed more in the year the cup is played really haven't been played, but there were still points that had been awarded since the last Ryder Cup. I think that you're going to have to, you know, I know they have their rules and their system, but I think considering the circumstances, they're going to have to have some wiggle room here somewhere to to accommodate the best team. But also, Jay, wouldn't you agree that whoever starts off hot is going to certainly move to the front of the line because points and all, they're going to be looking for the best players, and it may be more than what they've been accustomed to selecting. So I I think they're going to have to open things up a little bit and and just – roll with the times like every other sport is. Yeah, I, I, I see that happening. I mean, maybe half the picks will be points earned off the points list, but half the picks will will go to the, the captain, and, and maybe he'll make those over a six-week period uh, starting the first week of August after they've played a, a series of six, eight events and then start getting into the bigger events, which we're going to see with the PGA, the FedEx Cup playoffs, and the, the U.S. Open leap to the Ryder Cup, and then, of course, the Masters in November. Can't wait for that. 
Hey, before we get out of here, as we visit with Jay Randolph, uh, a couple of things I want to ask you about. Uh, you know, we really didn't get a good look at the tour because of obviously what we're dealing with. But give me a couple of names of some people. If they were right, if they were able to keep it focused and, and stay in shape and make sure they continue to work on their game. Who are some people that you were looking forward to seeing this year? Because either A, it was their time or B, you know, they were really playing well before this whole thing went down the tubes. And also, with such a layoff, who are you concerned about coming back because of age or because of skill level or because of conditioning? Give me that side of the fence, too. Two good questions. Um, I I have seen the rise of Colin Morikawa and, and Matthew Wolf. Um, but the one that I keep going back to on these young up and coming players, um, and I'm talking about the fresh batch, um, is Victor Hovland. The way guys talk about him, uh, is different than they talk about some of the others. And I think focus may be the key for him. If he's able to do that. He's got a chance to be a big-time player in the next couple of years. I just keep waiting. I mean, John Rahm is going to look so good in green. And I think when, when he busts out, uh, he's going to bust out as it relates to the majors. But, Mike, it's so tough now because you've got so many more guys that can not only win PGA Tour events but can win majors. You know, that's why it's going to be tough for a guy like Ricky Fowler. Um, and, and you, you still got some veterans that are still there. Um, I'll be curious to see how Phil is. Yeah. Um, and, and, and we'll, we'll get a taste obviously with the, the tiger Phil. I, I, I've got two, two interesting things on those two guys because they still move the needle in a lot of ways. One we know still moves the needle. The other has still got a huge following. And, and has the potential to do a lot for the Champions Tour, which we're going to have at Norwood in September. But I think there's a chance. I'll put it this way. If Tiger's ever going to get 18 majors, I think he's got to win two this year. And I think it, it, it either sets up perfectly or it doesn't. Either he's been working on it the right way and is getting like all wrapped up and, and getting everything right. And when will we see him? Is he gonna is he gonna let the tour play five events and then play Jack's event in Memorial? So I think everything for him is loading up to that short window of PGA, um, U.S. Open, and then defending his his Masters. You know, it's such an interesting subject because you ask yourself the question. Can he afford to sit out that much and not play? And then right. you have to ask yourself the question, how much does he have left to play at the level he's going to need to play at in order to right. have another major? Or two? Can, 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 he, can he afford to play two or three times before he, you know, before he would play at Memorial, before he tried to get it, get it kicked into the PGA? Or is he better off to sit, kind of work on it, grind it, get it together on the range or wherever he is, and then you know, try and come back and really be cat-like and just fire. Yeah, but you know, Jay, here's here's something that even the hack golfers can relate to. 
you can work the range and just stay on the putting green and do all that extra work. And you go out and play and think you got it going on that day and you blow up on the first two or three holes or now all of a sudden you're scrambling for the rest of the day. You got nothing left for the rest of the weekend. And, and we've seen that with him. We've seen him be, you know, he, he was working on his game and he should be ready, you right. know. And then all of a sudden, man, he gets smoke in the cockpit and it's May Day. He's going down. So the, yeah, no, it's you, even you magnified wonder- more now. Yes, it absolutely is. So you wonder, and he's even talked about it. I mean, even he said, you know, it took him a while to get the feel of the heat again. Um, so, so he's a, you know, to me, he's the most fascinating, um, especially this year with the shortened window of the big events to see, you know, number one, he's got to be healthy. But if he is healthy, he's shown he can do it. Well, we're going to see. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Jordan's official playing partner in the city of St. Louis and the surrounding areas, Jay Randolph, is our guest. And, man, we appreciate you spending the time. I could talk talk with you on and on, and we will do it again. But more importantly, it's great to have you on. Uh, Good luck this year with the golf scene, and I know we will have plenty to talk about in the most unique golf season hopefully you and I will ever see. You got it, my man. I look forward to it and continued success with Claves Online. Hey, that's Jay Randolph Jr. Man, I I certainly enjoy talking to him, as you can tell. He's been a great friend for so many years, and he's been a great friend to the sport of golf, as you know, with he and his dad and certainly his grandfather, certainly people who have made this game of golf so much fun in the St. Louis area and for Mr. Randolph around the world. All right, folks, we're out of time for this one. We appreciate you listening. We've got more coming up this week. You don't want to miss some of the fun people, so stay tuned at ClavesOnline.com. Check us out. We've got so much good stuff going on there these days, and we're glad you've been part of it, as the numbers have indicated. So, again, for Jay Randolph Jr., I'm Mike Claiborne. We thank you for listening to ClavesOnline.com.